Greetings from Longtime No See the Podcast. Every week we'll be inviting two blindfolded comedians to answer a series of questions about their careers, lives, and opinions. Now, let's remove those blindfolds and start the show. Hi! What would your opening line with your celebrity crush be? Loved you in Harry Potter. <laughs> Worst date you've been on. A man bit my neck mole off once. You did what? A man bit my neck mole off. Oh my god, Jack almost fell off his chair. Be sure to follow and subscribe to the podcast. Welcome to Good for a Weekend, the podcast where two friends talk about Taylor Swift. I'm MK Ashford. And I'm Chrissy Cornis. And on the last Thursday of every month, we recap what's happened in the Taylor Swift extended universe. And this is a very, very juicy episode, jam-packed, because Taylor Swift, Jack Antonoff, and Tree Payne all chose violence since our last Swift report. We also have to give a Tavis update and discuss Taylor's birthday and her many public appearances this month. Literally so much has happened. So let's get into it. Welcome to the December Swift Report. On November 29th, Taylor finally put your losing me on streaming platforms. She said, quote, um, okay, this is unreal, question mark, question mark. I just wanted to say to anyone who listened to my music this year, anywhere in the world, thank you. Getting named Spotify's global top artist in 2023 is truly the best birthday slash holiday gift you could have given me. We've seriously had the most fun this year out there on tour and now this. Are you serious? So I was trying to think of a way to thank you and a lot of you have been asking me to put You're Losing Me from the Vault on streaming. So here you go. You can finally listen everywhere now kissing emoji end quote no more karma intro at the end of the song on all of our little recordings bootlegs literally i know i'm so glad i don't have to go to our text messages to listen to this song <laughs> anymore and like make sure i don't let my phone close and stuff yeah very excited about it but shortly after announcing this jack antonoff literally chose violence he shared a picture of taylor seemingly counting raisins on his kitchen counter next to a bottle of wine by the chicks called gaslighter with the caption you're losing me is out today a very special track from the midnight sessions that's finally streaming written and recorded at home on 12 5 21 right after taylor ate these raisins in quote now what was the reason for him to put that date what was the re he did not have to do that i you guys Okay, I, can I give pause. a backstory? Let me give a backstory of what happened when I saw this tweet. You texted it to me immediately. I was out at a, yeah. an event, like a Disney Christmas event. So I'm very distracted and I read it and I was like, huh. I was like, wonder what the significance of that is. And then I was like, maybe there's like a weird amount of raisins or something. And I moved on with my life because in my mind, it said 12, 5, 22 ah uh, i know yeah i was like why does everyone care and then you sent me like follow-up stuff and i was like i don't get it and then i was like oh my god i literally like stopped my friend who i was with who was not a swifty i was like 21 she was like what's yeah. the significance i was like oh my god you have no idea over a year ago. and it is literally a breakup song. over a year ago i can't i was so shook and then they kept dating for over a year after she wrote this that is so sad. As a reminder for the audience, the um, Joe Alwyn Taylor Swift breakup was announced in April. It was April, right? It was March. It was like two weeks after she started. So yeah, probably April. It, it was, was Easter weekend this year. Yeah. I remember it was Easter. So whenever Easter is, 
that's when it happened. It was like two or three weeks into Era's tour. Yes, I think. It's all been such a blur this year, you guys. So much has happened. Yeah. But um, why do we think Jack did this? He needed us to know. <laughs> I love the compilations now of it being so obvious that Jack hates Joellen. <laughs> yeah, the long pond sessions. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I don't know who William Bowery is. And she's like, Jack. Like, how did we not see that? He was literally, like, shitting on him right in front of our eyes. And Taylor was like, come on. Be cool, man. Or the anti-hero remix where he's talking about sad art boys. Mm-hmm. Anti-hero remix lyrics. I, w- I needed to read these verbatim. And the way we don't have them memorized because we don't listen to this song. No, I don't like this song. Okay, here they are. Sometimes I feel like everybody is an art bro lately, and I just judge them on the hill. Too hurt to hang out. Talking shit about your famous baby. Pierce through the heart of a 90s guilt. Maybe I'm the problem. It's me. Blah, blah, blah. We're back into the song. Um, Talking shit about your famous baby. Is that Taylor? Oh. I hear it as, like, talking shit about other people's famous children. But that makes a lot more sense the way you hear it. Or Taylor's annoyed that her sad art bro is too hurt to hang out. So she's, well, he's not famous enough for him to be the famous baby. Let's no, be real. No, she It's got to be the other way around that he's too hurt to hang out with famous people. Yeah. Uh, fittingly, I have a cup of piping hot tea for this. Movie. I know. She was literally steeping the tea. I was like, are you doing that as a bit? Nope. Uh, freshly poured ginger tea from Yogi. Ooh, that sounds yummy. My little message is one who brings happiness to others will find it. Well, I hope I'm making you all happy by talking shit. I don't know. I'm just trying to find like a true reason that he had to post this on this day. But I think like when they dropped You're Losing Me, they were like, you know what? Let's just tell him. Let's get the truth out there. She wanted us to know. Yeah, I was going to ask you, we totally think he ran this by her first, right? There is no way on earth you're best friends with Taylor Swift and you and work with her and you don't run something like this by her. This is huge information. Yeah, and it's not like a cute picture of her either counting raisins. No. So I feel like she had to have given him an okay, like, yeah, let's stir the pot. It's huge information. It's a very specific date that didn't really need to be in the caption of the photo. He definitely ran it by her. And she definitely giggled and was like, do it. And then she took it a step further, didn't she? Oh, she did. She dealt the final blow to Joe Alwyn by liking a tweet from 2022. Like she had this in her bookmarks ready to like. Like, or she searched for it. Like, this is an old tweet, you guys. Do you know how many tweets happen every day? How many tweets are quote daily? So she liked this tweet suggesting that Sweet Nothing is about Paul McCartney and his late wife, Linda. The tweet said, quote, I would come back from a run with a poem to share and having listened, Linda would say, what a mind. Though the lines may not have been supreme, she wasn't merely being kind. She meant what she said. It's going to make a man feel good, that kind of thing. Dash Paul McCartney. So this is a quote from Paul McCartney talking about his relationship with his late wife, Linda. And Taylor liked this. 
implying sweet nothing is about them, not about Joe Alwyn. This is so, 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 so specific. What a mind is such a, it doesn't like fit correctly in the song unless you're pulling from something specific. I also saw a tweet that said the McCartney's often vacationed in Wicklow. Yeah. And the fact that this is a tweet, one from 2022, uh, October of 2022. So she liked this about a year and a month later. Two, it's from Paul McCartney Archive Twitter. Like it's not even like the stumbled across her page on a fan account. This is a Paul McCartney fan account. No, it had no likes. Yeah. It's a very small account. She did this so on purpose. This was like 12 hours after Jack's post. This was like, I saw this the next morning and I was like, oh, yeah, like Joe Alwyn found dead in a ditch. Yeah. So with that in mind, what happened? <laughs> like, okay, let's let's just back it up. Let's back it up to the beginning of the timeline. After they break up, her besties immediately all unfollowed him, suggesting that they never liked him to start, right? Let's just be clear. Like, I've, I'm still, like, following friends with a lot of my friends' exes in a professional way, let's be clear, because I, I, they were fine. Like, I liked them. They were nice people, you know? Yeah. They all immediately unfollowed him. I think it was either he did something insanely terrible and wrong or... They never liked him to begin with. And at this point, I think it's that they never liked him to begin with. I think it's the latter. Yeah. I think so. I think they just tolerated him. Well, I don't even know if that's the right word because they probably didn't know him that well. You know? Yeah. If they were so private as Taylor has made it seem. So then that happened earlier this year. A bunch of stuff happens in between. There's Maddie Healy. There's this guy named Travis Kelsey. Blah, 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 blah. Then in December, almost a full year after their breakup, Jackie Antonoff does this. And then the next day, Taylor does this. I'm just wondering what happened during the blah, blah, blah period to make it even worse. I don't know if anything made it worse, but it could just be that she's sick of pretending like it's fine or that it was amicable or, you know, I think she's probably like, I'm just ready to shit on him like I'm sick of it and I'm happy now and whatever you know or she's sick of like Joe defenders on Twitter being like they had a happy relationship why are you talking shit about him yeah she's like uh-uh no more of that <laughs> Jack sick him. and I think this helps us understand Midnight's better which I could see her wanting us to understand that body of work in a different way I mean bejeweled a million percent about him I thought sweet nothing was his only saving grace on that album now i know it's definitely not i think the only saving grace is karma is the guy on the screen and lavender haze and now looking back lavender haze is also sad kind of sad yeah and she's already changed karma's lyrics so that's it it's again joe alwyn found dead in a ditch dunzo then a few hours later after all of this you're losing me discourse we got the beyonce renaissance premiere and tree Payne taking down dumois So let's go in chronological order, starting with Beyonce. Taylor attended Beyonce's Renaissance movie premiere in London, just like how Beyonce attended the Eras tour movie premiere a few months prior. And Taylor stepped out in a silver dress, side bangs, classic red lip, smoky eye. How do we feel? I loved the look and I loved the side bangs. I like the uh, like the wavy old Hollywood look. Yeah. But I'm wondering 
has she fully committed to the, the side bangs? Because as we're going to talk about later in this episode, every pop appearance since then, she's had these side bangs. Like, I liked it with this look, but I'm like, are we going in that? We're going back? Okay. I don't know how to feel. I don't like this look. I think it makes, one, it kind of looks like a wig because it's so far back on her head, like the part. Yeah. She almost looks like she has some sort of weird widow's peak really far back, which, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess probably for the best that she has bangs. Keep those. <laughs> but I don't know. I just didn't think that the hair looked like held up or like came out the way she intended it to. I don't love it. And I don't love the side bang. I don't know. I'm being a hater. I didn't like it. I liked it on this night, but then I was like, she kept going. That's when I was like, oh, it's a choice. Uh, okay. Hmm. I just, I really liked the way her hair and bangs looked during the tour. Mm-hmm. I just thought they looked so good. I Maybe she's growing them out or trying something different. Who knows? Yeah, I don't know. I loved the dress. Yes. I loved I love it. that she was decked out in silver yeah for those of you who don't know the renaissance tour is very silver like mirrored disco ball like futurism alien very cool so she was on theme and she looked good so the internet was a little bit in flames over how hot she looked like there were some pictures of her like looking sassy and people were like mother step on me like the internet was already kind of freaking out a bit about Taylor being at this Renaissance premiere and just how good she looked. So you can imagine how crazy it was that on the same day, just a few hours after this premiere, like literally a couple hours after this, a big thing happened with Tree Pain and Dubois. So for some context, a gossip account called Dubois posted an Instagram story about Taylor. So Dubois If you don't know, they post blinds, which are kind of like user submissions of like, I saw so-and-so, I saw Joe Biden in D.C. And she's like, likely place for him to be. Or um, Timothy and Kylie doing blah, blah, blah. Or I heard that so-and-so treats her employees poorly. It's like a a gossipy thing. Um, I don't believe 99% of it. I think it's all fan fiction because she posts everything. And her bio quite literally says, like, I do not claim this to be the truth, etc. She markets herself as a gossip site, not as a news site. Yes, correct. Like, as entertainment. Yeah. I think it started as a blog, and now it's bigger as an Instagram. So, Dumois posted from her point of view. And all, by the way, I'm using she, her pronouns because this person's identity has been revealed, and this is a woman. I'm not just assuming. She posted from her point of view, not a submission from someone else, from her point of view and her own words, she said regarding Taylor, quote, she did have a ceremony in either 2020 or 2021 regarding the marriage of her and Joe Alwyn, which didn't happen, and the UK. And it was described to me as a marriage by more than one person, but it was never made legal. I will die on this hill, put it on my tombstone. I have no reason to lie. I could give a shit what she does. I'm sorry she didn't tell you guys about it in a song, but just because she doesn't sing about something doesn't mean it didn't happen, end quote. So she um, literally says she's going to die on this hill. Yeah, and as someone who literally puts in their bio that none of these things are fact-checked, it changes things, I think, when she says stuff like this. And also, if you get married in another country, like you're still 
fucking married. Like people have destination weddings all the time. Like that's not like a problem. It's not like, oh, they were just UK married. That's why you guys don't know. Like it wasn't public. Like that's not real. That's not a thing. I don't know if if she just doesn't know how that works, but it's not. (laughs) I think she's just saying that they had like some sort of commitment ceremony where they didn't make it legal in any country. So then Tree Payne tweeted a screenshot of what I just read to you saying, quote, enough is enough with these fabricated lies about Taylor from Dubois. There was never a marriage or ceremony of any kind. This is an insane thing to post. It's time for you to be held accountable for the pain and trauma you cause with posts like these, end quote. Now, it's worth noting for context that earlier this same day, Dumas posted a story about Taylor Swift having a miscarriage. So I think Tree's tweet about like the trauma and pain that she's causing is referring to like everything Dumas posts about post about Taylor. So then Dumois immediately responded, very stupidly, quote, Well, I make zero dollars from lying. Can publicists say the same? Also, to relate something that is in reference to something that happened years ago to pain and trauma after what just happened seems like a poor choice of words. Either way, I apologize to Taylor, end quote. She is referring to the death of Anna Clara, being like, why are you worried about me when one of your fans just died? And this is also interesting because she's saying she makes zero dollars from lying. Dumas has ads, brand deals, a podcast, a book, and so much more. She is making money from this. This is like, I'm bringing here, this is her full-time job. She quite literally makes money from lying. Yeah. And anytime she talks about Taylor, I'm sure she gets a flood of engagement and like audience growth. Like, you do make money from this. I need to know the angle that Camp Taylor was coming from because Tree also doesn't go rogue. Tree is not like no a real publicist that Taylor like hires and she has other clients like no. Tree works f- for Taylor in 13 management or whatever like she's part of team Taylor. Nothing that any of those people does doesn't run through Taylor. Yeah, yeah. So this You could basically say this came from Taylor's mouth as well. Absolutely. And this is, again, right after the you're losing me shit happened. What is going on? I don't understand why they would respond to something like Dumois because I don't think anyone really holds Dumois' words in any sort of like high esteem. Like I don't think we're really taking it seriously. So I think to draw more attention to it almost makes people believe it more or like I don't know I just thought it was an interesting choice because I don't think anyone was like taking Dumois seriously before this anyway I I agree like this definitely had a Streisand effect on it like calling attention to this brought more attention to it yeah which she never does I know the only other time Tree has spoken out about like quote-unquote like internet drama was with the Kim and Kanye situation that's it years and years and years ago I do think it's fair to call it pain and trauma. I mean, after listening to something like You're Losing Me, I could see how everyone talking about and swearing up and down that she got married when he didn't want to marry her. It clearly was a point of contention. Yeah. Could be hard. And I'm sure she is talking more about the miscarriage stuff, whether that's true or not. Seriously, none of our business. 
Yeah, that's not something to speculate on. It's like so disgusting that Dumois has been talking about this. Yeah, but even if it was just this, I could see how it is really hurtful and hard to hear all the time. Totally. It's it's just fascinating to me. Like this all happened in like 24 hours. Like we are 23 minutes into the recording this. This was all within a span of 24 hours, you guys. Like this was insane. <laughs> it's wild. I don't know. It was a weird choice, but I don't know if it played in their favor or not. I I feel like this is coming for me. Don't believe me if you don't want to. I I in my heart, I kind of feel like Taylor is tired of people giving Joe the benefit of the doubt, being like, "Oh, like it just didn't work out." Not liking that and really wanting to like put the nail on the coffin. No, like we are done done. I am going to call out these rumors about a marriage and ceremony. I am going to let you guys know that we were on and off again for years. Like I am going to let you know that my friends didn't like him either. I think she's really trying to um, close that chapter and make it very clear to everyone. Like that's done. Please stop talking about him because people like I'm on Swifty Twitter. Like our account only shows me Swifty stuff because we only like retweet that kind of stuff. People still talk about Joe every single day. And we know Taylor lurks. And I'm wondering if she's just tired of it and she wants to move on. Yeah, I think that's probably the most reasonable explanation. Yeah. Let us know what you think on our Discord. Before we get into the rest of the Swift Report, here's a word from our sponsors. And we are back. So we have gotten a ton of pap walks and public appearances with her friends again this month. She went to the movie premiere of Poor Things starring Emma Stone and Margaret Qualley in New York City and had a very old Hollywood look with the wavy hair and the side-swept bangs. And Cressy, I actually liked this side-swept bang look more than the other one. This one kind of rem- like the layers, the way the layers shown in this one. Yeah, I guess. It just doesn't look so like plastered. It reminds me of like a skater boy from like 2012 oh sorry yeah that ruined it i'm sorry sorry. but it doesn't look like plastered to her head i don't know anyway i really liked her look at the premiere the all black red lip wavy hair thought she looked Mm -hmm. awesome yes i love this new phase of her styling i will be brave and say i don't always love her styling i just feel like she's so hot and beautiful and like tall and thin like She's like a blank canvas. Like they can do so much more. And I really like this new, dare I say, era of like very sleek, chic, like classic looks. I really like it. Like it's not like super, super trendy. A lot of black that's very flattering on her. I like it a lot. I agree. I think she's been looking real good lately. Also, regarding friend updates, on December 9th, Taylor had dinner with Selena Gomez and Anya Taylor-Joy, and they also went to see comedian Rami Youssef's stand-up. His current tour's proceeds are being donated to the humanitarian relief of the people of Gaza. So I think this is a good example of Taylor, like, using some soft power. That's nice. Kind of saying something without saying something in a way that probably won't make her a target of anything, but letting us know how she feels. Yeah, and I looked into it, and it's, like, very inoffensive. It's just, like, helping victims, people displaced. 
Also this month, People Magazine spotlighted Taylor and interviewed a few of her friends with quotes from Tim McGraw, Aaron Dessner, Girl in Red, Sabrina Carpenter, Haley Williams, Haim, Marin Morris, and Gracie Abrams. Here are some of our favorites from the article. Starting off with Aaron Dessner, he said, quote, I've spent a lot of time with her, and I've never seen anyone wait on her. When I've stayed at her house, Taylor herself was cooking everyone breakfast and dinner. She's legitimately just a very down-to-earth, hardworking person. Okay, if you could have Taylor make you any meal, what would it be? I would want brekkie. I know. I think I would want breakfast, too, because I think she would, like, bake. Yeah. Yeah, maybe some... Oh, like a breakfast taco or something. Ooh, Bacon. I was thinking like a sweet breakfast. Bring out the syrup and the powdered sugar. Yeah. Yeah, mm. yeah I know. Now I'm it's, that's just so cozy thinking about Taylor cooking breakfast and her jammies. Yeah. I love that she doesn't have people do that. Like I, if I were that wealthy, I would have people doing that. Uh, Yeah, no, for sure. So I love that she still does things like that. It's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely like an active way to stay down to earth. Like she has to be doing that on purpose. Mm-hmm. Like using it as an act of therapy to like cook and prepare things from scratch. Yeah. He also said that she's an absolute genius and thankfully also a truly wonderful human being. No, I love him for that because she could be so evil if she wanted to be. Oh, like, for sure. Thank God she's a good person. Wouldn't it be funny? Well, I don't know. She's not been evil, but she's been she's been putting in some work to put someone down this past month. So there's some choices, but good for her. Get your revenge. Yeah. Uh, Alana Haim said, quote, she has always put her friends before herself in every situation. She's the kind of friend that checks up on us for weeks after a tough breakup and has a shoulder to lean on. End quote. Isn't that so nice? Wow. I love that. Because Taylor's, like, also here for our breakups with her music. Wow. She's just here for us. I love it. That is so sweet. Haley Williams of Paramore said, Not long after we became friends, she knew I felt awkward going to my ex's wedding, so she tagged along with me, made it fun, and then we ditched the reception to go to the Cheesecake Factory. She recently called when I was going through a rough time just to listen and crack jokes and give me solid advice that, of course, sounded like perfectly formed lyrics. She's funny as shit and so fun. Wow. I wonder if she's, like, actually funny or if she's, like, super millennial funny. I feel like she's, like, awkward millennial funny. She can be funny at times, but I feel like she's funniest when she's not meaning to be. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Haley also talked about her feature on Speak Now, saying, quote, When Taylor asked me to feature on Speak Now, Taylor's version, she originally suggested another song. And I was honest with her that though the song may have been closer to what a casual Paramore fan would expect me to feature on, I didn't relate to that sound as much. She then, within minutes, sent me Castles Crumbling and not only did it feel like a fit, I related to it lyrically on a deeper level. She respected my gut feelings and still pushed me to stay in it with her, end quote. Selfishly, I want to hear the other song. Do you think it was Electric Touch? Maybe. I feel like it was probably Electric Touch, no? Or do you think that song was always meant to be like a male-female duet? I'm not sure. I really want to know more. I wish you would have said what it was. I know. Because part of me thinks if it was Electric Touch, she would have just said that since it's out. Yeah, but maybe she didn't want to, like, poo-poo it. <laughs> oh, true, true. I don't know. Girl in Red said, quote, She reached out to me out of the blue and wrote a paragraph of kind things about my album. 
I was totally blown away and it meant so much to me. I've started implementing a what would Taylor do mentality to everything. It sounds silly, but it truly makes me push myself to be better. I know Girl in Red is a weekender because we also wonder what would Taylor do every day almost. WWTD. I also love Girl in Red's music, so this was so awesome to read. Yeah, same. Okay, and one last quote that we want to share because it feels super fitting and it's a great way to wrap up this little section talking about this piece and people. Haley Williams said, quote, I'm almost afraid to say it, but I kind of think she's just getting started, end quote. That's great for the podcast. It's great for me and you, MK. Well, that's also just great for me personally. Like, I'm that makes me so excited. Like, I have a little bit of chills after reading that. Chills. Oh, my God. That is awesome. I'm so excited. Like, how many albums are we in when you count the re-recordings and she's just getting started? That's literally wild. 14. 14. Wow. 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 No, more. We can't count. I don't know. Well, actually, you should be able to count, MK. You're the engineer. No, it is 14. Because we have TS10 and four out of six re-records. Yes. 14. Yes, yes, yes. Math. Because we're still waiting on two more. So now we have to oblige and give in to the Tavis update. <laughs> you sound exhausted. I'm sick of this man. <laughs> I love him. He makes me yeah. giddy. I love them together. I, I get excited when I see the stuff. But man, we have to talk about him so much. I signed up to talk about Taylor. I never yeah. knew I'd be talking about a football player, which I'm not mad about. No. But like, oh, geez. But anyway, I am excited for them. Because as of this recording, Taylor has now attended three more Chiefs games just this month. She went to their game against the Green Bay Packers. She wore a super cute, oversized red furry coat. Loved it. I know, me too. She went to the Buffalo Bills game in a vintage Chiefs sweatshirt, and then the Patriots game in a handmade beanie with her dad and Ashley Avignon. How do we feel about her dad being there? I thought it was so cute. He looked so excited, and he's like a long time philly fans yeah Eagles. yeah so so cute that he like wore the chief stuff sat in the box they looked so excited to be there together and i liked that when everyone started booing her she was like rolling her eyes and said i knew this was coming or something like that and he was just like straight up laughing like he was looking off in the distance full teeth like ha 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 like he actually thought it was so funny (laughs) which i thought was very like dad of him like yeah dad they're booing me like (laughs) shut up he was probably like yeah it's a football game you're like the opposing team deal with it i know i think that it was more like booing the opposing team than like her as a person even though i know they're annoyed at seeing her there too but i think it really was more of a chiefs thing totally and he also brought leftover birthday cake slices to the other box suites because she had a birthday cake and there are videos of that and it was just really cute and you can kind of see like taylor in the background being like oh that is so it. cute like they're so normal to bring leftovers yeah to strangers like mm-hmm. they're literally so rich but they brought leftovers like apparently that's so funny the craft family who owns the patriots got her that cake i don't know how true that is but i saw a tweet saying that so that's cool i also loved that night because she I doubt she was like drunk, but she looked drunk in that photo where she's like pushing through a door and handing out hundred dollar bills yes. to the staff. 
Oh my god, yeah, she um tipped the food runners with hundred dollar bills. Yeah, and she like it looks like they didn't want her in there and she was just like shoving her way through, like, take my money. Take it, yeah. Also, I can't believe she walks around with hundreds on her. I know. I I thought about that too. I was like, do we think her bodyguards carry that for her or what? Because I don't carry cash because it scares me. I know. And I don't have money. But I guess we don't have bodyguards. So true. Yeah. Like her safety is more than the few hundred dollars she has on her. Because to her, that's like us having a penny on us. So true. Probably not even a penny. Probably like a roll of lint. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Taylor also went to a Christmas party with Travis this month, and they took an adorable picture in front of the lights where she's kissing his cheek. And she also seemed to be wearing a bracelet that says Trav. There were a lot of cute pictures and videos from that night. I loved when people would just scan the room and she's just like taking photos of the decor. Yeah, (laughs) She seems so normal. I know. It's adorable. She was just at this party like with friends. I loved it. And also slightly off topic, I wanted to mention this. Um... On a New Heights podcast episode, which is Travis and his brother's podcast, it was revealed that Travis finds mayonnaise disgusting. Thoughts? Big win for the mayonnaise hater community. I like mayonnaise-based sauces, though. Like, I love some garlic aioli. Like, sriracha sauce, like, that's got some mayonnaise in it. Like, the sriracha blends. I know. And I love anything that's, like, blank mayo. Yeah. Like, spicy mayo, chipotle mayo, wasabi mayo. I love it. But if it's just mayo from like a jar. Yeah. I could like, it like makes me gag. I don't, and I know, I know an aioli is mayo. I'm aware. Yeah. But just don't, I don't know. So you don't eat chicken salad or tuna salad or any of that? No. That is actually one of my biggest fears. Wow. (laughs) I love chicken salad chick. I don't know if any of our listeners have a chicken salad chick nearby. Get buffalo barclay and a bunch of crackers. It's delicious. Olivia's Old South is also good, too. Yeah, everyone in college loved chicken salad chick, and I would go because they had good sides and free little cookies that were delicious. Yeah. And Their pickles. were good. Yeah. yeah, they had some good pickles. But I've tried the buffalo one because I just told myself it was buffalo chicken dip, and I... Yeah, that's how it tastes. I managed with that one. It literally tastes like you're just eating buffalo chicken dip. But... I can only do that one. Anyway, it's really good. If you guys have one nearby, check it out. They are closed on Sundays. One time my mom and I went on a Sunday. Sad. So now let's talk about her birthday. Uh, MK, did you celebrate her birthday at all? No. No, you <laughs> Sorry. didn't do an Instagram post, uh, a Facebook wall. Is it still called a wall? No. I don't know. A Facebook wall post. Nothing. I did not celebrate her birthday. Did did you do something for her birthday? <laughs> I didn't. Okay, I, cool. What day was that actually? Let's see what I did. I've been really good about uh, keeping my calendar up to date. It was last Wednesday, I believe. I had I worked from home and I had a bunch of meetings that day. That's how I celebrated it. My roommate um, was also born on December 13th and I texted her happy birthday and then after that I said you are definitely one of my favorite people born on this day whoa big compliment she's in like the top two whoa that's huge I know 
So Taylor celebrated a little bit more than we did, obviously, because it was her 34th birthday on December 13th. She celebrated this in New York. She was seen with Kaylee and Miles Teller, Jack Antonoff, the Heim sisters, Gracie Abrams, Anthony from Queer Eye, because I do not know how to pronounce his last name and I'm afraid. Abigail, Blake Lively, Zoe Kravitz, Sabrina Carpenter, and Gigi Hadid all there. They spent their night at the Box Nightclub in Manhattan, and it seems like Taylor was showing off an opal statement ring throughout the night and like all the pictures she's showing off this big ring. And it's reportedly a gift from Travis. I think he's following the jeweler's account or something like that. Uh, He had practice, so he was unable to attend the party, but it looked like they had so much fun. Taylor looked so hot. I know. Like all of the pictures... She looked incredible. Like, she looks so good in an all-black look. I know. I thought she looked so good, too. And I don't know. I think it's just so fun how youthful she looks. And she still yeah. goes out and parties so hard. Not that yeah. 34 is old, but, like, no, I don't know. She's just, like, such a vibe. Yes. And I love that she's totally, like, sneaking back into her midnights era because she like changed her profile pics all back to midnights like she's totally campaigning for the grammys right now like it's right around the corner people are about to vote so she's like do you know what i'm gonna wear my birthday a midnight themed dress and i love that i love it so blatant you gotta do it self-promo girly love it for sure sometimes i i went on a walk today in my good for a weekend beanie so like it's like the same thing self-promo um, it does make me nervous that we're definitely not getting reputation till like after the Grammys or even announcement because I feel like she's leaning so hard into midnights. Totally. Like her changing all of her socials was a big sign and all of her outfits. Well, she did change all her socials back after Speak Now to announce yeah. 1989. But I do think with the Grammys coming up, it just seems like out of the realm of possibility at this point. But I also... Want to note that she went to the box. Do you know the lore of the box? Isn't that Sandra Bullock's? No, 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 no. Doesn't Sandra Bullock like own a stake in the box? I uh, that would be wild. I'll fact check it while you uh, tell the story. The box is like the most obscene, raunchy, on stage sex acts, disgusting. Like people leave their revolted club. It's also Harry Styles' favorite, notably in the one in London. Oh. Vile things happen on that stage. What? Yeah. I didn't know that. It's wild. Why didn't I see any tweets about that? I'm going to be honest with you guys. I can't find any source about that Sandra Bullock thing. I just saw a tweet about it once and I didn't screenshot it. So let's just ignore it and be like that wasn't true. I'd be very shook for her PR if she owned steak in the box. I know. I I got tricked by the internet. I'm sorry, guys. But yeah, I did not know that. That's so fun for her. I love that she spent her birthday there. What a fun girly. Pop off. Like, sure. Go to the box. Yeah. Night without her mans. Have some fun. Just look at some weird things. Get uncomfortable. Do you think her, like, what do her bodyguards do if she's, like, dancing? Are they just, like, standing still in a crowd of people dancing? Or are they, like, kind of, like, nodding their head along to blend in? I'm sure they're, like, roping off a section where she knows she's safe and only looking outside the section. Okay. So I doubt they're, like, in the middle of, like, a crowd of dancing people. Okay. But I bet they nod their head. Yeah. To, like, blend in. Be cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You can't be too obvious. Yeah. So, yeah, it looked fun. 
more photos are being posted from this night like every day so i'm jealous i know my invite got lost in the mail but maybe next year for 35 i got fomo for sure yeah major fomo i don't even know taylor and i was like (laughs) um i am offended (laughs) this looks like so me why wasn't i there i will say though i am sick of that camera filter i already texted mk about this i am sick of it I want to see these in their normal colors. So something that we did notice from the photos, though, is that the cake said birthday girl of the year, which I thought was so cute. And to wrap up this episode, let's talk about all of the blank of the year things that she's won so far. Yeah. Taylor was announced as Times Person of the Year, Spotify and Apple Music's Artist of the Year, Forbes' fifth most powerful woman, and there's definitely more. Like, that's definitely yeah. not it. She was everyone's person of the year. Consequences. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> and to hear our conversation on that, check out our previous episode, Taylor Swift 2023 Wrapped. Yeah, it was um like an hour of us ch- just talking about her being the person of the year. Yeah. And also, if you haven't listened to it, go back. Mary did not hype herself up enough. I went to look at her Instagram. The last article she wrote was a mediator... Like she was the mediator between for an interview between Haley Williams and Dolly Parton. So Amazing. she has basically interviewed both of them because she was mediator for their interview and wrote an article about it. Wild. And her article on Taylor was great. Give it a read, you guys. Really cool person in music to like hear talk about music industry people yeah. and definitely read her article. Great episode. Loved it. Yeah. She was a great guest. Thank you, Mary. We'd love to have you back on if you're listening. Um, speaking of listening, if you're listening to this, you should give us a review. Wouldn't that just be the best Christmas present ever? But only if it's nice. Yeah. Wrap it up and put it in a pretty bow. You could also buy us a coffee. That'll be a link in our show notes along with our Discord if you want to chat with us. We're going to have some traveling coming up. MK is going to have to edit this over her traveling back home so we'll see you in 2024 with our predictions episode our favorite episode to make it's so fun so silly and we're always so wrong and we always start them by talking about what we got wrong last year and it's probably everything i haven't listened since it came out so i'm excited to re-listen to that i know it's gonna be very silly i know we talked about maddie healy and we were probably way off base with what happened with him But we were like kind of, we were kind of right, like a little bit. We talked about Joe, I'm sure, probably off base with what happened to him. I'm sure neither of us said, I think they're going to break up. I doubt it. There's no way we said that. I did not see that coming. But uh, we, I know we were definitely right about her collaborating with Maddie because they did collaborate. In some way. Physically. Anyway, goodbye. Merry Christmas. We will see you in 2024. Happy holidays. Gotta keep it generic, Cressy. Come on.